You're listening to Run, Are You Win? Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. As pastor of the Smithton Outpouring and the Kansas City Revival, Steve is a leading voice of revival worldwide. Steve shares his life-changing encounters with God, along with biblical teaching that equips you to experience and lead lasting revival. Come, run with Steve and expect God to revive us now. And welcome to another Revive Us Now podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gray. So excited to talk to you about, well, just revival, the things God's doing, and boy, the wild world we live in, the changes all the time, things going on. Some things I've never seen in my whole lifetime. <clears throat> Talking about wars and nuclear wars and missiles and nations, you know, that may do this and may do that, and somebody doesn't know what they're going to do. And uh, the economy and inflation and shelves empty, things like that I've never seen before. And uh, although uh, my church knows, my friends know that uh, I'm of the age where I grew up where talk of nuclear war was common when I was in grade school. And uh, we even had, you know, I've probably said this before, but we even had tests where we had to practice for nuclear war. And so you'd be uh, in at your desk and they told you ahead of time so parents knew, but and then at a certain time, whatever, 1, one fifteen, I think it was in the afternoon or something, I think the fire bell would go off. But it was just the fire bell would go off, you know, the fire alarm would go off. And then you're supposed to get up, and a couple of times they had different things you're supposed to do. One was get under your desk, you know. So get under your desk and cover your head, and you did that. And then the other one was a walk home. And you had, in, in our neighborhood, we lived not too far from an Air Force base, and so you had 15 minutes, they said, before the places, before the base will probably blow up. So you got to get home before 15 minutes, all right? And then nobody knew what to do. What do you do when you get home unless you had special basement or, you know, some kind of, you know, bomb shelter, which nobody I knew had one, so you just go home. And I guess it wasn't the school's responsibility. So, but we practiced and we got home. We had to walk, you know, get home before in 15 minutes. So we grew up, I grew up and that attitude came in. Well, we're all going to die anyway. We're all going to be blown up. I know people that said, I'm going to, they quit school. Some of them quit older than me, but they quit high school and quit and just wandered around because <laughs> we're all going to die anyway. We're all going to blow up. And uh, and from there, you've probably seen it in movies. Usually it's a joke, but they'll have a, they'll be doing something and there'll be a guy on a street corner in some city and he's got a sign that says the end is near. Right. And then you have people all the time ask, I've been asked many, many times, uh, when is the end of the world? Is it the end of the world? And it's now as we move into where, uh, nuclear war and nuclear weapons and all kinds of new kinds of weapons are happening on ships and on land and all that. Uh, people are starting to ask again, is this the, is this, are we, are we at the end of the world? Is the end of the world going to come? And so we need some good theology understanding. Cause I had, a, I probably said this before too, but I had a guy tell me we can't have revival. I said, why not? He said, cause we're not supposed to, we're not supposed to. He said, no, cause what's supposed to happen is everything's supposed to go bad. We're supposed to have, you know, wars and terrible and blow up and antichrist and monsters and beasts. And then, then. And then the end comes, Jesus comes back and whatever's left over, I guess, is Jesus returns and then he wipes out all evil and all that. Yeah, well, uh, I'm going to give you a little different idea about it and uh, I'm going to take Peter's idea. And uh, there's always been tribulation. There'll always be trouble and the Jewish roots that we have and the first Christian believers, as you look back on them, they certainly knew that there had been their handful of trouble even before Jesus came, you know. 
The Jews had their hand full of persecution, and they had it after that. And, of course, you ask them about trouble. You look at the World War II Holocaust. I mean, that was pretty big tribulation. You ask them about tribulation, yeah, and trouble. What do you think they thought that was? What do you think? You know, you think they thought that was tribulation? Yeah. And so, so you look at it, and there's no shortage of tribulation and trouble in the world. But our Jewish believers who believed in Jesus in the first century had their roots in Judaism, they had a different slant. You can read it for yourself. You can go back and read scholars that have studied it. And they had a slant like, yeah, there'll be trouble, but our God always comes and restores. And he never gives up on creation. He's not a deadbeat dad. God's not a deadbeat dad where he suddenly abandons his house or he abandons what he created. He, he created earth, he created earth and the animals, everything. The Bible even says all creation groans, groans for the, 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 the sons of God to be revealed. You know, the great things of God to be revealed. So all of a sudden now what? He's a deadbeat dad. He says, all right, I'm just going to turn this thing over to the devil. I'm just going to let him have his way for a little while with you. You know, like that'd be like saying, well, I'm just going to turn my daughter over to the devil for a while and let him have his way. But don't worry, I'll come back and get you. I'll come back and get the world later with all the good people. And, I'll let, and I hope some of you make it. Hope some of you make it. Hope my daughter makes it too. Come on. He's not a deadbeat dad. He's not going to turn creation, what he created, over to somebody else and just step aside. But that's what a lot of people say. And I and uh, so... And in some ways, I, I believe that too, so I'm not being critical. I hope they, hope they will still be my friend after that, after saying this. But that, that bothered me. It did, it bothered me. And so in Second Peter, when people say it's the end of the world or when's the world going to end, I get it because Peter says that day will come like a thief. Listen to this. Heavens will disappear with a roar, right? And uh, everything will be laid bare. Everything's going to be destroyed and... Uh, destruction comes all that's right here in this little thing in third chapter for second uh, peter so i can see how they get that and they say well it doesn't even peter look how close he was with jesus and he said it, right there is this word since everything will be destroyed so no wonder i got a sign that says the end is near we're all going to be destroyed we're all going to be blown up peter said we're all going to be destroyed but you got to take it uh, in context of the whole Bible and all the Jewish traditions and Christian traditions that and what that means is it doesn't mean everything doesn't mean everything it means everything evil see everything that's not right of God like Jesus said he said everything that my father did not plant is going to be pulled up by the roots every tree my father didn't plant will pull it up so this means that there's coming a day when everything evil everything that's anti-God Everything unrighteous, wicked, ungodly is going to be destroyed. And you can tell he's saying that because, listen, if everything's going to be destroyed, everything's going to be burned up, how's that sound to you? What's well, scary to people? That's scary, you know? So they say, well, uh, boy, well, I hope there's a way out of, out of this then and uh, hoping just fly away, right? Of course, but here, that's not what Peter wrote. He said, all right, so elements are going to disappear, roar, and be laid bare. Everything's going to be destroyed. Destruction. And then he says, so knowing this, 
What should you do? What kind of people should you be knowing this is coming? He says, why, you ought to live holy and godly lives. Listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. As you look forward to that day and speed, it's coming. Huh? Because that day, it says, going to bring the destruction of the heavens with fire. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is out of, I'm out of my mind or he's out of his mind. No, no. He says, because here's what's going to happen. You look forward to it. Why? Because all the evil's going to go away. And you know what it's going to bring? It says, but we're going to get a new heaven and a new earth. Now, new earth. Yeah. But get this. If you're born again, you, you got born again, but God didn't destroy you to get you born again. Or he didn't say, I'm destroying all the sinners. And, and then I'm going to just uh, invent some new people. No, even with the flood, the people were destroyed, but he kept, he kept Noah and his family and started over. When you were born again, see, that's what's so cool about being born again. God didn't destroy you. He remade you. He made you into a new creature. He took what he had and remade it, reborn again, you see. And so the earth is never going to be destroyed. It's going to be born again. It's going to be a new earth that is formed out of the old, just like you, old you. New creation. And heaven, heaven's not going to be destroyed, but all the heavenly things, all the, everything in the heavenlies, the principalities and powers and rulers of darkness, they're all going to go away, and then we're going to get a new heaven made out of the heaven. We're going to get a new earth that's made out of the old earth, just transformed earth, transformed heaven. And so Peter says, dear friend, since you're look, you ought to be looking forward to that. Well, I wouldn't be looking forward. It's going to be the end of the world and the end of us and the end of everything we know and the world's going to explode in bombs and stuff. I wouldn't look forward to this. And so Peter says, you ought to look forward to it. And as you look forward to it, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with God, at peace with him. Spotless, blameless, and at peace. Doesn't say anything about fear. It doesn't ever say anything about leaving or escaping, or going someplace else, or even thinking about going anyplace else. It says, while you're here, look forward to this happening. Look forward to this happening. It doesn't say look forward to leaving. It says look forward to the changes that need to take place. And it sounds like when these changes take place, people are right here. They're right here. They're on earth. Of course, there'll be people in heaven because people have died and gone to heaven. But Sounds like there'll be people on earth, and they're right here. And while these changes, you look forward to these changes, you're going to be spotless. You're going to be blameless. You're going to be at peace with God. You're not going to say, oh, man, I thought I wasn't going to be here. I didn't think I was going to have to watch this. <laughs> I'm driving down the road with Kathy, and there were a lot of things on the news, the news, the news, bad news, bad news, bad news. And she said, she said to me, she said, oh, boy. Should be great if we could just rapture out of here right now. And I listened to her. I said, yeah, yeah, but you know what, Kathy? The longer I walk with Jesus, and the closer I get to him, and I understand scriptures like uh, this is the victory, you know, of being in him, even our faith. This is the victory. This is the victory that overcomes the world, overcomes the world, that I'm more than an overcomer, right? more I get with him, you know, I understand exactly what you're saying. Even David said, I wish I could be a bird and fly out of here. I get what you're saying, Kathy. 
But I said, you know, the more I walk with Jesus and the more I read this word and the more I'm empowered to understand what Peter's saying, I understand what you're saying. You wish you could just fly out of here. But I said, for me, the more I walk with Jesus, the less I need a rapture and the more I just need to walk with him. Well, that'll shake some people up, but that's just me. Not against it at all. I'm just saying it's changed me. The closer I get to him, the more I understand and look forward to the day when all the elements of evil are burned up in heat and we got a new heaven and a new earth and righteousness reigns, right? Now that's revival. Till next time, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. Push the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode and spread the word on social media. For more episodes and resources, go to reviveusnowpodcast.com. Until next time, keep on running for revival.